Hello and welcome to the Words from the Secret Place podcast. I'm Marli Chaboy and I'm so thankful to share this podcast with you. Today I would like to share with you a passage of scripture that really impacted my own life since I did this study about a year ago. It is from one of the Apostle Paul's letters written to Timothy. Firstly, to give you an overview background on the book of 1 Timothy in the New Testament, this is a personal letter written to his disciple, Timothy, a young minister who he left in charge of the church in Ephesus. The letter was about the fact that false teachers were causing trouble by spreading teachings contrary to the gospel, and Timothy had to do something to stop them doing so. So, the letter is filled with practical advice on how to handle the false teachers, the false teachings, and some other issues concerning women, men, widows, slaves, and leaders in the church. Today, we will explore the practical application for our lives of one of the passages in this letter. We are going to look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 7. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. You can follow me in your own version of the Bible. Let's read. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Listeners, note that in light of all the issues Timothy was dealing with concerning the false teachers, threatening sound teachings, What did Paul ask Timothy to do first of all? In verse 1a, Paul's expression, first of all, emphasizes to Timothy that it is the most important thing to do. It is the priority. Besides all else that needs to be done, prayer has to be a priority. Note that supplications and prayers refer to general prayer requests. And intercessions means to pray for others. It is a prayer on behalf of another, which naturally arises from a person's heart. Verses 1b to verse 2, Paul writes who they should pray for. They should pray for all men, which means humankind, whether men or women. He also mentions kings and all those in authority which speaks of civil leaders and persons in prominent places. Verses 2b 
and verses 3 and 4, Paul explains why they should pray. First, so they could all live peaceable lives in reverence and godliness. This means to live in unity as a Christian community and not in divisions and turmoil caused by false teachings or other interpersonal issues. Second, this is a universal call for salvation. It is a missional prayer because God desires all people be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. As we read in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. He gave His Son for the whole world. In verse 5, Paul emphasizes there is only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. The phrase man Christ Jesus is only used in this scripture, which probably refers to Christ's humanity. And it also speaks of a universal gospel where only Christ can reconcile men to God, and only Christ can make intercession for men with God. In verse 6, but before we examine verse 6, it is essential to note that it is not a person's prayers that saves people. Paul clarifies in verse 6 that it is only through Jesus Christ that salvation for all men is possible, because He paid the price for their salvation. So, we could say that their prayers are an act of obedience and trust in God, showing a person's heart and priorities. In verse 7, we can see that Paul's heart and priority were to testify of Christ's redemptive work. And he makes clear in this verse that testifying of Christ's salvation is the reason why he was appointed as a preacher and apostle. And note, at the end of the verse, he highlights being a teacher of the Gentiles, which emphasizes universal salvation for all men. Now, now that we have an idea of what Paul wanted Timothy and the community in Ephesus to do, how does this apply to us today? The timeless truth of this passage is that it is all a matter of priority. But of course, the word priority will conjure up different ideas in our minds because we all regard different things as more important than others. For some, it is work. For others, it is family or education, sports, church life, friends, and the list goes on and on. Now, what does the word priority mean? According to Vocabulary.com, priority is the concern, interest, or desire that comes before all others. Think about our lives. If I ask myself this question, Marily, what are your priorities? With Paul's letter to Timothy as our background, I want us to consider the idea of prayer being a priority. We could ask ourselves two questions. One, where is prayer on my list of priorities? And two, how wide is my circle of prayer? 
the Holy Spirit ministered to Paul. Who wrote those words in verse 1? The words, first of all. God wants prayer to be a priority in our lives. Okay, great, you may say. I pray for my family and friends and sometimes for my church community. Isn't that good enough? Verse 1b speaks of prayer for all men. Listeners, this calls for us to widen our circle of prayer. We should pray for all men. All men mean all people. This includes race, gender, culture, age, social economical position, and so on. Not only those who are not saved, but every person needs prayer. So enlarge the circle to include everyone. God has a worldwide concern. And it is also missional prayer. We are called to pray for the salvation of every unsaved soul, men and women and children in this world, that they would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. Many of us have unbelieving friends or family members. Enlarge the circle to include all the unsaved. And pray for those in authority. Pray for your country's leaders and leaders worldwide, for all those in prominent positions who make the decisions that affect everyone's lives under their leadership. They are the ones that decide what will bring peace or turmoil, safety or danger, godliness or wickedness, not only to our country, but to the whole world. And why should prayer be a priority? Firstly, it brings about unity. So we can live in unity in our families, communities, in our churches and countries. So we can have peace and live in dignity and godliness. What happens around us affects us. What we do, what others do, what governments do, have ripple effects. Divisions and wars in families or countries do not bring about peace nor godliness. Then, not only does it bring about unity, it is also, and this is very important, listeners, it is God's will that all men be saved. And this is also good and acceptable to God. It pleases Him. God wants all people to be saved and come into the knowledge of Christ, as we read in verse 4. Yes, it is missional prayer. God wants all to be spiritual healthy. He paid a price on the cross with Christ's blood for everyone. I want to repeat something important in light of the call for prayer as priority. It is not our prayers that will save people. No, salvation is only possible through Jesus Christ, the only mediator and Savior who shed His blood for the whole world's salvation, as we read in John 3, verse 16. But, as I said before, we could say that our prayers are an act of obedience and trust in God, and it shows our hearts and priorities. It shows that we care 
about what matters to God our Father and we care for those who need to be saved. The Lord, through Paul, is calling us to do something that requires commitment and endurance. By God's grace and His Holy Spirit, He enables us to prioritize prayer and expand our circle of prayer wider than our family and friends, wider than our church, wider than our country or community, to reach all men in all places for one reason, salvation in Christ Jesus. It is a matter of priority. Dear listeners, let's take God's call to pray seriously. When we look around us, even more in these uncertain times of COVID-19, prayer should not only be the priority, but should be a non-stop daily commitment. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, we read, Pray without ceasing. Three powerful little words, pray without ceasing. This is such an important message. And it really impacted me. Since I did the study, whenever I'm praying, I get reminded by the Holy Spirit in my heart to pray for the unsaved, to expand my circle of prayer. It's such a precious lesson. I hope that the Holy Spirit ministers to your heart too and that you take on this as a matter of priority. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for giving us understanding in your word. Thank you for empowering us through your spirit and changing our hearts to prioritize prayer and expand our circle of prayer. Your word is always perfect and we give you thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear listeners, I thank you all for listening to this short teaching today. And if you don't want to miss our next episodes, make sure to subscribe to the show. Blessings and love. May God's grace and mercies be upon you all. I will chat with you next time. Bye-bye for now.